This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is Tuesday. It is. And the trade deadline has just passed in the NFL. Okay, just this minute. Just this minute. Things might trickle in while we're live here, though. That usually is the case. Usually we don't get all the info at four. This is not, though, the trade deadline in other sports. No, but it's picked up since my childhood or the last 10 years or so. I was expecting a lot of action today, to be honest. I was on the edge of my seat all day. Still, I guess I'm still kind of hoping, but I thought there was a lot of potential. (sighs) There was a lot of talk and little action. Thus far. I mean, assuming it's Well, I can't imagine. Like, if anybody let things go to this point yeah it, it, it's probably not, not gonna get, happen getting, it's not getting done i mean within the last half hour we've heard things like fletcher cox is not getting traded deshaun watson is not, not getting, getting traded yeah. you know some of those things get firmed up i don't know i just saw so many sellers in the league right now that i thought you know five of those bad teams might just be moving anybody you want yeah um so steelers that's did done. make a deal though the steelers did make a move uh trading melvin ingram to the uh, kansas city chiefs for a sixth-round draft pick. Interestingly enough, Matt, that sixth-round pick mm-hmm. is a pick that Kansas City got from Baltimore in, oh, the, really? in the Orlando Brown trade. Okay. So we, that's the Ravens' sixth-round pick. Yeah. Okay. I didn't put two into I didn't know that. It, I mean, I guess he wanted out. Tomlin has his famous saying. I think he said it about Lev Bell, too. The, you know, we want contributors and not— We, we want— uh, how does he say it? Not hostages. I'm trying to think. Yeah, right. Hostages is what we don't want. Yeah. I forget what they did want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Contributors or enthusiastic people that want to be here, yeah. however he phrased it. Much better than we just did, to say the least. Um, put me on the spot there. I, I have a story. I knew it a minute ago, too, yeah. and I'll say it later, I'm sure. Um, so I, I guess you get somewhat of a malcontent out of the building. I thought maybe – I was hoping for a little more in a six-round pick, to be honest, because, I mean, it, I, I, you just honestly, don't get much for guys like that. I, I think the original offer was a seventh. Okay. And some other teams got involved and Kansas City pushed it up a little bumped bit. it up to a six. That's what you're going to get for a 32-year-old guy that you're running. Right. That you're running. Yeah, that's what you're going to get. I, I mean, honestly, if I'm the Chiefs, I'd be happy to get them. They need all the help they can get. We can. I'm sure we'll talk Chiefs next segment with power ranks. And last night, their defense is a nightmare. I think Ingram's a good player. I mean, um, I think he was a quality third guy here. Uh, apparently that didn't make him happy enough, and you know, uh, we know all those things. But my logic with you know, the six-rounder was, what if you held him for the rest of the year and then two years from now or a year from now? You weren't going to get more than a six-round draft pick in compensatory. For it'd be no about the same, right, right, right. But he's at least you'd have him the rest of the year. He's not going to sign a contract. For twelve million a year, or yeah, something like that. that's right. not happening. Those at days are done for yeah. him. So right. they probably they probably made out on that deal. Okay, okay. I just figured, you know, a six round this year versus a six round. Put it, that, year put it from this now, way: Mike Hilton will net you a six round draft pick, and he right. signed a four year, twenty four million dollar deal. Yeah, Melvin Ingram's not getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense, I guess. But and the Steelers have dumped a few of those later picks, and one more would sure help. But, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot more to say about it. I mean, I thought Ebron might get moved. 
um, he's another one you'd get very little for in, in return to. Yeah. You know, so this is the um, nature of the business. Yeah, when you look at the pass rush edge win rates, yeah, um, T.J. Watt is second at twenty six percent. Is Alex, Garrett one? I can't. I don't know. Who oh, okay. Um, Alex Highsmith is, I think, eighth on that list at twenty three percent. Surprise me. Ingram is fifty fifth at eight percent. Yeah. So you know. He served his purpose early in the season. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, yeah. I don't mean to cut on him now that he's gone. And, you know, it's just. He wasn't he wasn't one of the top two guys. No. I but mean, he I think helped he's clearly it, number But three. he helped them get through that period when they didn't have either yeah, one or yeah. the other. Right. Yeah. I mean, still, though, I think it's a loss just because. Yeah, well, yeah you'd lose some depth there. but The I depth think, and the rotation. But what, he hasn't played great lately. What happened was they felt comfortable Sunday was kind of a, a tryout for Taco Charlton. Yeah, as a, that's what I was going to ask you about. As a, you know, the the that third guy, mm-hmm. and they looked at it and said, "Okay, Taco Charlton can give us what Melvin Ingram was giving us." Yeah, I mean, when they and, and Taco Ingram, Taco Charlton actually is a bigger, you know, he's oh, he's big. He's six six, two hundred sixty five pounds. If you wanted to put him in the interior. He's done some of that on some of the on yeah, some yeah. of those. He'll you know, hold up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, you can do that. He's the guy's long. A, yeah, yeah. The guy's a former first round draft pick. There's some talent there. He just never. Mm-hmm. He was actually drafted two spots ahead of T.J. Watt. Yeah, I guess he was that, that edge draft. Yeah, that started with Garrett. There was, and there was a lot of good that, edge. There, there were a lot of people that thought Taco Charlton was coming here in 2017. I always thought of him as more of a base four three end. Yeah, I did too. But the reality is, I mean, there, that, that's a fine line anymore. Doesn't they don't drop now. those yeah. guys very much, and you know, he's stout against the run. He's got size. There is ability there. Uh, yeah, by no means was I cutting on Taco. I'm kind of excited about him, and apparently they are too. <sighs> I think Ingram, if truly he wanted to out of here because he wanted to be the starter, he should wish what, be careful what he wishes for because yeah. I thought he was best early in the season as a fresh rotational guy. And the more he played, the more he, I don't want to say got exposed, but the more he came back to earth a little bit and yeah. was just a guy, you know. Yeah, and I don't know, uh, you know, again, I, I think that when you look at getting a sixth-round pick for that guy, um, you know, they traded a, a fifth-rounder. Or they traded a six. They traded a fourth rounder for lot to get the louder milk pick for next year. Right to for a fifth rounder this year. He was a fifth, so they traded a future fourth. Um, they tra- and maybe you know maybe louder milk fills some of that role as in the in the nickel and dime. Uh, you start to oh, see I more of them moving forward. Absolutely possible. Um, you know you gave up the. He's fifth a little more athletic yeah. than the Bugses of the world right. and upfield guy. You know right. Uh, and, and I like the length too in the pass rush game mm-hmm. when they're rushing. You know, get your hands up. Yeah, you just know, disrupt the passing stuff. lanes and yeah. Um, they gave up the fifth rounder next year for Kelly Weatherspoon. I know people are still. Well, he's not playing. He's a depth piece, mm-hmm. and you know you may. Corners are expensive. You may you know in week twelve if Joe Hayden misses a game mm-hmm. or. Cam Sutton misses a game. Be pretty glad that they made the trade for Akella Weatherspoon. He's a free agent after the year, though, right? Correct. Now, he, you might get something in return for in terms of the comp world. world. Because he's got a track record and he's tall and long. And young. He's He's, he's 25 years old. There's a big difference there. I was kind of thinking the opposite direction is, I'm sure if you don't play him between now and the season end, I bet you can sign him at your price. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean if you he wants to return, the market yeah. a little bit, so if You sit him down at the end of the year and you say, hey, look, we're not bringing – maybe you're not bringing Hayden back at 32. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd like to bring you back here. You've had a year in the system now. Maybe you like it here. Maybe you don't. But, we'd, you know, we, we'd like to have you be part of the system here. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, do you think the biggest thing prohibiting him is just special teams? It's special teams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Justin Lanes is, is a better special teams player. Than He's he a is. core special teamer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, in terms of snap counts, it's on special teams. There's only a handful of guys that have been on the field more than late. Yeah. So they count on him. And he, you're not going to have He and Pierre are your two gunners. If Witherspoon was better, he would yeah. be on the field. Okay. You know? Yeah. But maybe the time. To your point, like if Hayden were to go down this week, or you know, if maybe those wheels would get in motion for him to be part of the defense. He would be active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. And then whether or not he plays over Lane, you know, that's figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Probably, they'd probably battle it out. But that for you know, I asked uh, um, Terrell Ter- Ter- Austin about that a couple of weeks ago when we talked to him, and you know, he said, "Look, your you know, your fourth cornerback better be a, a damn good special teams player." Absolutely. To be active, you know, that's why he's going to be active on game day. You don't yeah. want to be in a situation where your fourth corner is playing. Agreed. Agreed. And your fifth corner, which is what Akella Weatherspoon is right now, but he's going to be the fifth corner, even if he's a better player on game days for the active for the for the forty five, because if the fourth guy is better on special teams, he's going to be active. Yeah, right. It's you almost know. like a fifth wide receiver or yeah. third running back. Like their main job is special teams. Right. And maybe we'll have a package for you to get in the game here and there or whatever. But for a guy like Weatherspoon, if he's not a if he's not an accomplished special teamer or, or useful on special teams, there's two spots on the field he can help you because he's not going to be a slot either. And they're filled right now. <laughs> you know, right. you know so. And maybe the guys ahead of them are. I, I don't know if they're unhappy with that trade. If you gave those guys true serum, would they take it back and take the pick? Maybe. Um, you know, Maybe I would, too. I don't know enough about them because we haven't seen them at all. But I do know corners with his dimensions and his traits are valuable. So having another one in the building for, what, there's eight or nine more games or whatever is has value. Yeah. Again, if, if you have an injury there, you might be glad that you had them. Mm-hmm. Um, and or maybe happen. he's a long-term answer, too. Yeah. Who knows? Things happen. Uh, yeah. you know, um, teams that are healthy right now oh, it might not be three weeks from now. Yeah. You know, so. But you're right about Taco. I mean, it's a really good uh, opportunity for him yeah. to revive his career. Younger, there is ability there, physical guy. So you know, maybe he's a, a long-term three. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the trades that went down were uh, Dan Brown to the Chiefs. Uh, Laurent Laverne Tardif to the Jets. I didn't understand. I don't know what's going on with Laverne Tardif. I mean, he was a starting guard, opted out last year because he's a doctor and went home to Canada and um, did doctor stuff during COVID. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he fought the COVID wars, and then he is not a starter for them. They they gave Tooney massive money to be the left guard, and frankly, they found a. A gem from Tennessee, the, uh, the six-round pick, who has – I forget what his medical condition was, but he was like the number one guard in the country yeah. coming out. Smith, I think, is his last name. I forget yeah. off, the top of my, my, off, off the top of my head, but he's been mashing people. So I assume it's just a, a contract dump. You know, they got to get Ingram under the cap, and they got to move, you know, Tardif. So it's kind of a nice pickup for the Jets, though, because he might be a plug-and-play oh, starter. He'll be, yeah, he'll be right, a starter right. for him right now. Yeah, he's a starting guard. Um, the Texans traded uh, Charles – Omenahu. Omenahu to the uh, 49ers. Melvin Ingram, of course, to the Chiefs. Von Miller to the Rams. That was earlier this week. It's minor, minor news. But I just want to throw the Omenahu thing out there. He's in his second year. Yeah. As like a sixth or seventh round pick. I mean, unless they think he's not a good football player, which he's flashed a little bit, and I kind of like them coming out of school. Like, 
Houston, those are the guys you need to keep. You, would think. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would think. I mean, San Francisco just needs a depth piece that might continue to get better and get them out of a bad situation. But I mean, why, I, I can understand veterans that you're dumping that are contracts, but you know, six round picks on the first, you know, rookie deal. Like, what are you gaining? There? Yeah, it makes no sense there. No. Uh, Vaughn Miller to the Rams, Mark Ingram to the Saints, Joe Flacco okay. to the Jets, Kenny Young to the Broncos, Zach Ertz to the Cards, Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers, C.J. Henderson to the Panthers. Those are. That's it so far. Yeah, big trades in season this year. Yeah, again, I'm a little let down. I thought they'd be a little more, but it's not the hockey or baseball or NBA playoff you know situation. You know, people don't give you first round picks for guys to rent for the rest of the year like those leagues. But I was expecting a little more. I, I thought a a running back or two might move. I mean, you know, you you threw out a great suggestion. I thought was Bridgewater to the Saints. I mean, something like that would have been exciting. But oh well. You know, this is, is what it is. Yeah, from uh, here on out now, um, all players who are released are subject to waivers. Uh, previously, it was just players with less than four years of, of uh, experience. Now, if a team claims a player who is released, mm-hmm. uh, it inherits the balance of his contract. Okay. Like, I think Deshaun Jackson was just released. Yeah. Because he wanted traded. They said, sure, we'll try to trade you. Um He'll have to go through waivers. He'll go through waivers. So Somebody yeah. will probably claim him. But then you they got to pay the rest of his contract. Though, yeah. Right? Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's not that big a deal either. Like, I don't know that people are going to be banging down the door for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they lost Tutu Atwell. They have Jefferson. Um, yeah, he's hurt all the time, too, and he's old, and he's not super cheap. But, you know. Yeah. So, that's the deal. Um the Steelers are just making that one deal, that one move, mm-hmm. and now uh, they'll move forward. Um, thought they might be in the market for a defensive lineman. Yeah, um, I thought that maybe would be. they felt a little bit differently about that after the way guys played on Sunday. I think the capability is there. Yeah, I just I, I think it was pretty impressive showing. Yeah, you know, without question. Every once or in maybe a while, they think too, it's yeah, you know, or to you know, sooner than later. I, I mean, I'm just but guessing. every it seems every once every. You know, year there's that one game where they just they get gashed because guys quote unquote get out of their gaps, mm-hmm. and then it kind of yanks them back into reality. Like, hey guys, this is why we preach this stuff, and they get it fixed. Yeah, you watch the tape all all week, and yeah. you real you get embarrassed, and coaches get up your butt, scream about and yell it about it. Cam, yeah, right. Cam, Cam, Cam uh, Hayward threatens to beat people up in the mm-hmm. locker room. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and a guy like Bugs may never be a tremendous player. But if job one for Bugs is hold the point, be strong, you know, show some gap integrity, let the guys behind you run, I, I think he's highly capable of doing yeah. that. You know, I mean, you mentioned Loudermilk. I think the, he's capable of much more. I don't know that he's going to be two or Hayward in terms of pass rushers, maybe, but I think he could be in that mold. You know, maybe he, you know by next year he's better than Wormley. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, and I like you what you more. said about yeah. – Passing downs, I might he might be ahead of Warmly for me, especially if Warmly's playing a lot of early snaps. I think that'd be a good way to incorporate Loudermilk, you know, is next to Cam on third and eight. Yeah, you know, just being long and two big dudes in the middle disrupting and, things. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Length keep people off them. So, the, yeah, I mean, the D line situation is not perfect, and I, I I bet that they address it in a serious way in the off season. You know, I mean, add one starting type guy or who who knows i mean it's not off season talk but i think they're okay there yeah and um you know it's a, it, it'll be interesting they're going to be tested against the run again this week by the bears mm-hmm. um i asked mike tomlin today 
because we did see just Justin Fields run a little bit more this week at his first hundred yard rushing game. But they also have, you know, the Bears are, I think, in the top five running without Fields before this week running a lot. Oh, yeah. They run the football. Um, Along those lines, before this week, and I think it's held up, I have to double check it, but the highest percentage, they have the highest percentage of their yardage come from the ground game of the whole league. Yeah. I mean, it's almost they, like 50%. They, they can't throw the football. They can't throw the football. Yeah. I mean, it's bonkers. I mean, they have that much of their yardage has been on the ground they get, uh, without when, the quarterback running. When they do try to throw the football, bad things happen. They really well. have. Yeah. Sacks galore. Yeah. You know, you were texting me about the, the sack numbers, Their and numbers. it's more than just the Browns game. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's the, the outlier, but it's horrendous. Yeah, the numbers overall Turnovers. are not good. Really, really um, bad. If you look at it, Fields, <laughs> Fields has thrown, uh, I think it's seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's thrown seven interceptions on 158 passes. So once every 20 or so passes, mm-hmm. he's been sacked 26 times. Right, and this on is 158 in the last pass attempts. Five games, I think he's been a starter. Yeah, yeah. and he's fumbled eight times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he lost all of them, but he's he's lost three of them. Okay, but he's yeah. fumbled. He's, so he's put the ball in, he's put the ball in harm's way a lot, a lot, a lot, um, and just has shown no pocket presence. Real? No, no, he hasn't. Uh, he's an immense talent. You and I talked about him a lot, obviously in draft time. I mean, I like him an awful lot. He throws the ball very well. He's he's accurate at all levels. Huge arm, immense um, athletic ability, as people I'm sure know. You, you mentioned he ran 10 times, I think, this past week and got yeah. to 100 yards, which was by far his best production. I feel like they've been coaching him not to run. You know, like, we're going to bring you along slow and develop the pocket stuff, and I think that's also a mistake. Um, of those 10 runs, seven of them, are give or take, it's either six, seven, or eight, something like that, were scrambles. You know, yeah. So it was maybe they their head coach wasn't there. I mean, more different people in charge. Maybe they prepared differently and said, just take off and run if it's not there. Don't hold it in the pocket because you're just getting sacked left and right. Yeah. And, I asked Mike Tomlin you know. about that today because obviously the, the Steelers play um, Lamar Jackson twice a year. They've yeah, already yeah. played Josh Allen this year. Te- teams uh, with quarterbacks who have a lot of designed runs. Right, right. And I They said, don't do a lot of designed yeah. runs I said, what's the, what's the difference in defending that? Um, and he said, well, the, the, the teams that use the designed runs, you're typically going to get those designed runs on first or second down. That's the early downs more yeah. like. Right, right. Said, Cheap yardage yeah. with 10 blockers. Right. You know. You get the, the scramble runs more on possession downs, third down, Makes fourth sense. down, yeah. If, yeah, it, yeah. if you get to that point. Because they're, they're dropping back to pass. To There's away. nothing there. And right. They, and they take off running. They're not going to live for another down. Yeah. They're going to try to make a play. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that, I mean, that's, that's the difference here between the two. Um, I would think if I was a Bears fan, I would hope that the former is more part of the big package. Well, here's, you know, the thing, the, the thing that those those teams that use design runs for the quarterback get out of that is they're they're adding another blocker to the equation. Right, they get ten guys. Right. They get ten right, guys right. to block eleven, mm-hmm. and you know the quarterback has to make somebody miss, and usually. You're not facing eleven because this, you know, a safe, it, deep safety, the deep safety, the corners are aren't, aren't in the equation. So you're, you know, and there's a lot of run plays where you keep an unblocked defender anyway. Right. I mean, I don't know that J.K. Dobbins is a great blocker for Lamar, especially if he's lined up behind him when the play starts. But you have to account for him. You know, right. you think he there's a good chance he's getting the football. Uh, I don't know. It kind of blows me away that Chicago hasn't done 
more of that, though. I mean, yeah. you're trying to make this quarterback's life as, as, as transition as smooth as possible. Let him at least rely on some of his you know traits that are immense reasons why you drafted him. The reasons why you drafted yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, like, you didn't draft him because athlete. you thought, well, he's going to be he's a great pocket passer. Yeah, no, you drafted him because he's an athletic quarterback. Right, and I think he can develop into a great pocket passer because <laughs> yeah. he's a very good passer. But he reminds me of Haskins just because the Ohio State connection a little bit in that he's going to really used see to it. Being, he, yeah, he, he's used to being protected. I'm going to wait for this guy to come out of his breaks. And that's a hard thing to learn. He's not throwing anybody open. He's not throwing people open and anticipating things. And that's a hard thing to develop, especially when your line might be the worst pass protection in the league. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Allen Robinson's done nothing. I still think he's a very good player, but he might be losing a step, too. And, you know, the the play design hasn't helped you either. At some point, too, as as a wide receiver... It gets frustrating. It gets very, you know, I'm out there, I'm running 55 pass patterns a game. Yeah. Or, or 35, whatever, whatever it may yeah, be. Right. And I'm never going to get, the, I'm never getting the football. We or saw it sails over my head. We or, saw today yeah. Odell Beckham's father come out <laughs> on, on Instagram ripping <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Baker, yeah. You know, my son's getting open. He's not the problem, blah, blah, blah. Baker Mayfield is trash, essentially, was his. That's basically what he's yeah. saying, right. Um, you know, the frustration does – that's the one thing when people talk about receivers as divas. Well, that's why. They can't do They can't do it themselves. They're, re- they're very reliant. They're dependent upon yeah. somebody else to get them the football. Right. And that is a diva position because a lot of times it's you and against – it's a one-on-one type of situation where you know, arrogance and trust in yourself is very valuable. And I can see where it's frustrating if you do – break open the ball should be there and then he waits a whole second too long yeah. and sails it now all of a sudden you know. got a safety in your grill right and you're <laughs> getting you're getting smacked or you know i mean so fields has a lot of work to do that way i will say though he's coming off his best game and it's not just the running i mean i think he's gradually getting that better. 49ers secondary that is not, not good. so good yeah and again that bears pass protections really really here's bad. their here's their targets thus far this year okay darnell mooney's got 53 He's uh, a good player, too. We don't talk about him. Uh, he's, he's, he's got 53 targets. He's got 33 catches, so 62.3%. Okay. Now, a lot of his stuff is catch it at the line of scrimmage and go. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Robinson's got 44 targets. He's caught 26. That's a 59.1% hmm. completion percentage. He's played eight games, right? Yeah. He has 44 targets in yeah. eight games. So he's averaging about Whoa. just over five targets a game, five yeah. and a half targets wow. a game. Uh, Cole Komet has 36 targets. Uh, 22 receptions. He's catching 61.1% of his passes for nine yards a catch. Nine yards a catch, right. I mean, um, he's a... Marquise Goodwin, 11 for 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's go... just a speedster. Yeah. Damian Williams, a running back, 11 for 14. Khalil and Herbert, who's been starting now, yeah, yeah. has nine, uh, nine uh, catches on 10 targets. Where's the challenge at in stopping this passing game? I know. That's the thing. I mean, it's different if it's Rodgers throwing to those guys yeah. or, you know, making the best out of what he's got. Like, I think Cole Komet's got a, a a nice future ahead of him, and they play a lot of double tight end sets, not as much as the Browns, but you see a lot of tight ends on the field because their line's so bad more than anything. They're just trying to protect anyone they can. Um, you know, Mooney's fast and a big play guy, good after the catch. We know who Allen Robinson is, but if he's losing half a step, that's a real problem, especially if it's not an anticipatory thrower. Here's the big thing, Matt. You look and at who their, really scares you. Mooney has a 68-yard catch. Mm-hmm. 
Take that out of the equation. He's averaging about 10 yards a catch. Robinson has a 28-yard catch. He's averaging 10.4 yards a catch. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, Komet has a 22-yard catch. He only has 197 receiving yards, so do the math there. He's averaging nine yards a catch with the 22-yarder. Take that out of the equation. What's he got? And they still play Jimmy Graham and yeah. Jesse James now quite a bit. You know, This like, is not an offense that challenges you at all. No. And as we were talking about before, they screw it up a lot, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, turnovers and sacks and things like that, well, too. You I know, mean, I think, you know, as the Steelers found out last year, when you throw everything within – five to eight yards of the line of scrimmage at most. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of traffic there. A lot of traffic there. And you can't bad things happen. Further, guys right. you know, guys make the catch and get hit and blown up and the, the you know they fumble. Uh, a ball you know, a ball tips off their hand and there's a bunch of bodies in the middle, you know, yeah. right there in the middle of that. And that stuff. gets old if you're Mooney and yeah. Robinson and you know, I mean your body takes a beating too. Um I I'm doing my working on my stat package for the week and uh, I thought this one was kind of alarming. I, I'm a big believer in routes per or yards per route run and to give you an idea Deontay Johnson's at 2.29 it's a good number I mean it's not the top of the league but it's a good number he also runs a lot of routes right you know but that's a that's a very respectable number Chase Claypool's at 194 also quite good above average good number Darnell Mooney's at 166 (laughs) Allen Robinson's at 112 I mean that's Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah. th- that's criminal. You know, I mean. So basically, he's catching a pass once out of every ten route he routes he runs for a yard. I mean, for te- I mean, he's getting one point he's aver- one two. He's averaging yards ten yards a catch. He's getting oh, okay. one point yeah, 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 one point one right, two. Right. So essentially, for every ten pass routes he runs, he catches a pass for ten yards for ten yards, and not a big play or a yeah. game changing play, and on third and twelve, you know, right. So it's rough. I mean, I'm a little worried that. It, maybe it's only going up from here, but there's not much evidence to that. Yeah, I don't see you know. that happening. But uh, anyways, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, it is Tuesday. That means it is power ranking days. We'll hmm. take a look at that when we come back. I would have hated to do power rankings this week. My goodness. <laughs> I mentioned I, <laughs> my, my podcast partner and I decided tomorrow we're going to do AFC power ranks. <laughs> uh, that's the worst. I mean, it's yeah. uh, between like two and twelve. You can kind of shake them all up. Yeah, uh, I don't know who to put two. Yeah, I have no idea either. But, but we'll, we'll get to we'll that to next uh, right after this. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're on. Uh, listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation (SNR). <laughs> 